Welcome to podcast 164 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. I'm excited about this new series. It's entitled Dream Again, or How to Receive Your Dreams. I spent a lot of time in prayer, wondering exactly where I should go with this next series of podcasts. We just came off a series dealing with financial prosperity, and I enjoyed it, thought it was well-received. But I think it's time to move on to a new series of messages about our dreams. There's so much we can talk about, and I'm very excited about it. But before we get going on this thing, let me just pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to move. Father, thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring this podcast to those who are listening in today. Pray you would bless it now. Pray that you would anoint it. And I ask now that the Holy Spirit would come in and take control, take charge of this podcast. I submit everything that I've done to you. I yield to you and I ask for your divine touch and anoint. I pray you would bless it and that those that are listening in would get a new dream or pick up that old dream that they've given up on and they would see that there's still possibilities because we serve a God where nothing is impossible. Bless this, I pray, and I'll be careful now to give you the praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I believe that this series of podcasts could be probably some of the most exciting and of value to you because we're going to deal with those dreams that we've had in our past, dreams that maybe we've given up on, thoughts that we had, plans that we had, and we've just thought, well, there's no hope for it any longer. Well, with God, we never lose hope because he does the impossible. So with that, we're going to get into a series on dreams, and I believe that this is going to be something that'll inspire many people. I would encourage you to let your family or friends know about this series. We'll be doing it for a number of weeks now until the Lord tells me otherwise, but we're we're going to talk about issues of how to receive your dream. Now, this series of podcasts will address our need to dream again and to not give up on our dreams. We're going to learn how to avoid just giving up and kind of throwing in the towel, if you will. Everyone, at one time or another, they've had dreams about something significant in their life. The dream may have been to get your first job or your first car or maybe go on your first date or graduate from high school or college. Our dreams change as we get older. As a little boy, I would dream when I was sleeping about going to a place like Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or the beach or getting my first two-wheel bicycle because those were things I was excited about during my daytime and so at night those dreams would come forward and I believe God put those dreams in my heart so I would have something to look forward to and a purpose that he's given for me. As a teenager, I dreamed of dating maybe some little gal at school that I thought was pretty or cute or maybe one of the cheerleaders. When I started to play baseball, I dreamed of hitting a home run to win the game. You know, it's interesting. I dreamed about that for years as a little boy from the time I was like five years old till about 10. And I actually went to a baseball game once. I was a really little guy, so I didn't get much of a chance to play. They didn't have a lot of faith and confidence in me, but I got up to the baseball plate and the pitcher threw the ball at me and I swung as hard as I could and I hit the ball farther than I've ever hit it in my entire life. It went over the head of the fielder and I took off running around first and second and third and I ran into the shortstop at third base and fell down but I got up and ran to third and then I spun the corner and went around third base heading towards home and ran as hard as I could and as I ran into the home plate the ball came in ahead of me and the catcher caught the ball and then tagged me out. Well I got that close to my dream but it never really happened. Now that wasn't the dream was that I'd hit a home run, but the actual event took place. I fell short of 
of that dream. But you know, I look back on that and I think I'm so glad that I had that experience. I learned a lot from that and I learned that God is faithful and he would help me to accomplish my dreams as long as I put him first in my life. Now most of my dreams came when I was sleeping, but I must admit that when I was in school, I'd look out the windows in my classroom and dream about what I'd like to do in life or experience in life as I grew up. I guess that's why they've taken a lot of windows out of classrooms now because I remember as a kid we always had lots of windows on the side and if we didn't like what the teacher was talking about we could just look out the window and start to dream. So I think most schools now they've kind of closed those windows up and don't allow us to have that opportunity. Now I realize that these dreams may not have been very spiritual but they were important to me and in this series I will address spiritual dreams, carnal dreams, good dreams, and bad dreams. We'll look at the dreams of the great men and women that we read about in the Word of God. But in the first few podcasts of this series, I want to help those who have given up on their dreams. Maybe you've basically lost your dream. You just thought, well, there's no hope any longer. Maybe you had a dream to travel the world and now you're married and you got children and you don't think that'll ever happen. Well, I'm going to tell you, don't give up on your dream. Maybe your dream was to start up a family or have your own business or graduate from a university. Now, whatever your dream was, it was important to you. And I believe if it was important to you, it was important to our God. I'm going to look at a man who dreamed and asked God to meet his dreams. I'm going to go back and look at the life of King Solomon. Now, he was known as the wisest man who ever lived, and he addressed the subject of dreams. Now, he talked about what we should think about and how we should live our life and how our thought process should be. So I'm going to show you some of the comments he made about preparing our hearts and preparing our minds so we can dream right and dream correctly and that it'll line up according to God's word. So I'm going to take you to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5. And I'm going to read a couple of verses here and let's just see what Solomon's talking about how we should approach God and how we should prepare our heart and our mind to receive the dreams that we have in our life. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse number 2 it says, Don't make rash promises. Don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on earth, so let your words be few. What he's saying is, don't badger God. Don't be constantly saying, I want this, I want that, I got to have this, I got to have that. But be selective in what we ask from God. Now obviously God wants us to seek him. He tells us to draw near to him. and He'll draw near to us. He wants to hear from us. But Solomon is basically saying, get your thoughts prepared. Know exactly what your desires are, what your heart is, and take those requests to God. Now, verse number three, it says, too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words make you a fool. So he's reminding us that we shouldn't be a person just goes around just blasting our dreams to everyone and sharing it with everyone. Those are personal between us and God. And yes, we can share a dream with someone else that we trust and have confidence in and maybe a good friend or a family member or parent or just someone at our church. But the bottom line of it is we need to have our mind clear and in the right direction in order to receive from God. And then in verse number four, Solomon writes these words, when you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through. For God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. So he's wanting us to get our mind in order and our thoughts in order. So we're, when we approach God, we'll know what we're saying. Verse number seven says, talk is cheap. Like daydreams and other useless activities, fear God instead. Well, fear God means to respect God, to love God, to trust God, to put to know that God is in his place. He is God and let God be God. So with that, I believe that Solomon is telling us to get our thoughts together, get 
our minds in together before we approach God for just about anything. And when we have a need, then take it boldly before the Lord. And if we have a dream, we can ask God directly for it and boldly for it. I use that scripture because Solomon was a man who dreamed and a man who asked God for his dreams. So let's go look at that farther back. Go to 1 Kings and chapter number 3. You see, Solomon had wisdom and his wisdom came from a dream that we read about in 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 5. So let's see what God has to do and how he handles the dreams and the wishes of Solomon. Solomon chapter 3 verse 5, New Living Translation. That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and God said, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. Now wouldn't that be wonderful? Just think about that. Take the advice of Solomon. Get your thoughts together. Serve God. The promises you make to God, fulfill them. Carry them out and God will bless us. And so in the middle of one of Solomon's dreams, God says, what do you want? Ask and I will give it to you. I'm looking forward to hearing that from God, although I know that I've heard from him in a silent voice, but I've not heard it in an audible voice yet. But God has given me dreams and those many of those dreams, most of those dreams have come true. The dreams that God gave me came true as long as I follow them according to his plan. Let's move on now to verse number 9 in 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse number 9 now. New Living Translation. Give me, Solomon says this, give me understanding, uh, understanding heart so that I can govern your people. I can govern them well, he's saying, and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? See, Solomon was seeking wisdom, but he already had wisdom in order to ask God for more wisdom. Verse 10, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. Listen to this, verse 11. See, so many people are going to ask for stuff, more money, bigger houses, bigger cars, and some of that stuff is fine. But when we were having our dreams, God wants us to have the right intentions, the right motives. Remember, the Bible says you have not because you ask not, and when you ask, you don't receive because your motives are wrong. So God was blessed with the motives that Solomon had. So in verse 11, it says here, so God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and not, and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever had or will have. Verse 13, and I will also give you what you did not ask for. You see, that's an important verse. You need to underline that when you get your, get your Bible out and, and read this when you get home or wherever you're listening to this because it's important It's that God wants to bless him but then God says if you are asking for the right thing I'm going to give you more and I will give you also what you didn't ask for riches and fame no other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life and if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did I will give you a long life now that was all in the dream all that was going on back and forth in the dream now I've had dreams where I was in church. I've had dreams where the Holy Spirit led me to do something. I've had dreams where I felt that the Lord was planning something for my life. And that's wonderful. But Solomon was getting all those instructions from the Lord in his dream. And then verse 15, it says, then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the Lord's covenant, where he sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he invited all his officials to a great banquet. Now, it's so amazing to think that when God promised him that dream, in that dream, that he would give him wisdom, that Solomon had wisdom immediately. It happened when he woke up. As soon as he woke up, he was filled with wisdom. And it, it shows that in the scriptures after that. I don't have time to read that on this podcast, but I would like for you to read maybe verses 16 and go on where it talks about how Solomon needed wisdom to make a decision over a conflict that was taking place in his people. Now, we talk a lot about Solomon's wisdom. And as long as it says, God says, as long as you serve me, then I'm going to give you wisdom. But see what happened sooner or later, Solomon gave up on his 
his dream and he sought things other than God. And we're going to read about that now. This is kind of the sad part of Solomon's wisdom and his dreams. And we read about it in 1 Kings and chapter 11. Let's read verse number 4 in the New Living Translation. In Solomon's old age, they turned, they being the, all the women that he married. See, before that it says he married women from all these other nations, from Moab and Ammon and Eden and various places, and they were they were worshiping other gods. And he had 700 wives, it said, of, of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. In verse 14, it says, in Solomon's old age, they turned his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord his God as his father. Now, this angered God, obviously, because he turned his eyes away from God, turned his back on God. Sometimes people get their dreams fulfilled and God gives them to them and they turn around and turn their back on God. I, I see it in the church. I'll see people who are praying for a successful business. They want their dreams or to have a, a lovely home, be able to give a lot of money to the church and God fulfills all those dreams. And the next thing you know, they're not coming to church any longer because they're they're out there having fun with all the gifts that God provided for them and all the nice things that they got. They decided, well, they would do that run go to church and they drop out of church. They're not faithful. Then they're, they start maybe having problems with drinking or they, they basically turn their back on God. They stop giving of their finances to the Lord. And next thing you know, they're on their own and God basically gives up on him because they turned their back on him like Solomon did. So then God, it says he was angry. In verse number nine in chapter 11, it says, the Lord was very angry with Solomon for his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. He had warned Solomon specifically about worshiping other gods, but Solomon did not listen to the Lord's command. So now the Lord said to him, since you have not kept my covenant and have disobeyed my decrees, I will surely tear kingdom away from you and give it to one of your servants. Now look what happened to Solomon brilliant, wealthy Solomon, the wealthiest man in the world, the wisest man in the world, did not have wisdom enough to understand that he would lose his dream and lose what God had placed in him because he turned his back on God. So I I give this to you as a warning. We're going to talk about dreams in the next number of weeks, depending on how long the Holy Spirit has me stay on this topic. We're going to talk about your dreams, to dream again, and to how to receive in this particular podcast, how to receive your dream. And I'll give you some steps here in just a moment. But it's so important that when we receive that dream, when we receive that success, that we maintain a right heart with God, that we stay close to God, that we serve God Him. We must never give up on our dreams, but when our dreams are fulfilled, we must never get up on, give up on God. You see, some people go from seeking their dreams through God to seeking the dreams and not God, and living in the dream and not having God. I don't want that to happen to anyone listening today, because I believe, as we go through this series of podcasts, that many people are going to learn and understand what it means to serve God, to focus on getting your dreams, and that God will fulfill those dreams. So I'm going to give you seven steps, I call, to receive your dreams. I'm not going to talk about them heavily in this podcast. I just don't have time. There's just too many points that and scriptures I need to read about it. But I do want to make the statements and set this up for as we continue through this podcast. We're going to examine all seven of these in detail. Step number one, keep the dream alive through prayer through faith, and through hope. If you have a dream, I want you to keep it. I want you to hold on to it. Matter of fact, I want you to maybe turn the tape off right now or this, or however you're listening to this, your laptop or whatever it might be, your 
EarPod. But whatever it is, maybe stop it just for a second and dream and think about what were the dreams that I used to think about? What were things that I wanted to see happen in my life that I've given up on? Maybe you've placed that dream on a shelf, basically thought, no, I'm not going to do it. Maybe you always wanted to play a musical instrument and you gave up on it. Maybe you wanted to travel places and you've given up on that. Maybe you had a dream that you wanted to be able to help people in the inner city and reach out to people. Those are dreams that are still alive and well in you because if you can think of them again, they're still there. They're still alive and God can help you with that. So I encourage you to keep the dream alive and you keep it alive through prayer, through faith, through hope and promise God that you're going to put him first in all that you do. Let me give you a scripture that'll help you understand that point a little better. In the book of Romans chapter 11 and verse 36, here's a verse I want you to cling to when you're thinking about your dream. For everything comes from him, that's God, and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever and ever. You see, our dreams will come from God to have those dreams fulfilled. Just like God spoke to Solomon, he can speak to you in your dream or when you're wide awake during the day or maybe when you're dreaming during the daytime and you're just sitting back and maybe enjoying a pretty view or the clouds that are coming in. God can give you that dream again and make it come pass in your life for everything comes from God that says and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. I'm going to talk a lot more about that in upcoming podcasts about the intentions of our dream. Okay, step number two, make sure your dream lines up with God's word. You see, so important. God isn't going to answer a dream if it's anti-God or if it's anti-His word. Maybe you have a a dream that's immoral or maybe you have a dream that's just totally incorrect or maybe a a dream that's turned into greed. God is not going to bless greed. So be sure that our dreams line up with God's word. Let me give you a scripture in reference to that. Listen to what Paul said, his words in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true. Now, when you're thinking about your dreams, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, Paul says in his word, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. You see, our dream must be right and pure and true and lovely and must bless God. And they've got to be honorable. So be sure that your dreams line up with the word of God. Now let's go to step number three. The dream must put God first. Now, the best scripture I can give you to think about that is when you have a dream, we should go to Matthew 6, 33 and read that one. When we have a dream, let's remember to put this first. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Some of you already know the scripture when I just gave you the reference. It says here in verse 33, New Living Translation, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So we've got to make sure, step number three, that the dream must put God first. So seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his godliness and then everything that you need will be met. And I think that's crucial to moving forward on our dreams. Step number four, the dream must bless the kingdom of God. And therefore, whatever you want to do, see, it must bless the kingdom of God. And you say, well, can't my dream bless me? Well, sure it can. We can be blessed. Look at look at Solomon's dream. Solomon's dream was blessed by God and God gave him more than wisdom. God gave him the greatest wealth, the greatest mind, the greatest you know influence in all the world at that time. And so it was crucial to understand that God gave him that, but God gave that to him so it would be a blessing to the kingdom. So make sure that our dreams will be a 
a blessing to the kingdom of God and that they will bless other Christians and other believers and they will reach out and expand the, the kingdom. Let me give an example. Let's say God blesses you with great finances and all of a sudden you can afford nice homes and cars and all kinds of stuff and you're doing great, but now you've got so much money that you've got an abundance of wealth and there's needs all around you. There's needs in your church. There's needs of people who are struggling to get by in life. There are people that need counsel. There's people who just need financial help. There's churches that have debt on them that needs to be paid off. God has given you that blessing so that more than yourself will be blessed. When we get blessed, it's supposed to go into our life and, and be a blessing to us, but it's supposed to bless others. And so it's crucial that we understand that the dream must bless the kingdom of God. And when we're blessed and receive our dreams, let's make sure that that dream is a blessing to the kingdom. Step number five, the dream must draw us closer to God. I tell you, there's probably nothing more important than that in trying to achieve your dream. Let me just give you one scripture on that. It's found in James chapter 4 and verse number 8. And it says here, come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. We've got to be careful that our loyalty doesn't come between us to God and our dream. Our dream cannot become more important than our relationship with God. So remember that the dream must draw us closer to God. Let's move on now to, to step number six. Don't seek the dream more than seeking God. I think that's, once again, another step in the right direction. God wants us to put him first. Seek he first the kingdom of God, right? And it tells us to draw close to God and he'll draw close to us. If our dream draws us away from serving him, then I would scrap that dream. If that dream is that you need to travel around the world, but then you travel the world, but you don't do anything to help other people, are you don't attend your local church. You don't support the church in your community. You don't reach other pe- out to other people who are less fortunate than you are. Then we're seeking the dream and we're doing that more than we're seeking God. We must avoid that because if that happens, then God will take away that dream. And not only that, but he won't bless you. Look at Solomon's life. Solomon got all this wealth, all this influence. And all of a sudden he decided he'd marry all these women from all these other nations. And then he started worshiping other gods because he thought that his dream was greater than his relationship with God. That's what he did. He allowed that his dream to have all these 700 wives and 300 concubines and all this going on was more important than God. So God was displeased and he removed the blessings from Solomon. Even though Solomon had great wisdom in a natural sense, he lacked spiritual wisdom when it came to not serving other gods and not seeking the dream more than seeking God. And finally, step number seven here, remain faithful to God when your dream is fulfilled. You know, I guess probably as much as anything else as a banker. All the years that I put in, 20 years or so in banking and finance and real estate development, all these various positions that I've had that I've been blessed to work in, I have seen a lot of good people turn bad when they had great financial success. I've seen men who were good men and godly men coming to church and being faithful. I know of an attorney once who was really a good man and he's very faithful to his wife and his children, but then he wanted to become filthy rich. And he says his goal was to be worth 10 million. Then he said, I want to make 20 million. I want to be worth 50 million. I want to be worth 100 million. And the more he talked about money, the less he spent time with his family and the less he served his God. And he just simply turned away from the things of God. And his life ended up, he was very unfaithful. His life ended up basically with a lot of money all by himself and all alone. And it's so important that we understand that God wants our dreams to be fulfilled. We need though in step number seven, remain faithful to God when your dream is fulfilled. When that happens and God blesses you and he fulfills the dreams that you have and your heart's desire and it comes to pass. Never forget your source, where it came from. Some people 
people forget. Remember, Solomon forgot his source. He forgot that God was his source for all the blessings that he had, all of his wisdom and all of his knowledge and all of his wealth and all of his influence and all of his power that he attained. God was his source, but he turned his back on his source. And when we do that, then we're basically worshiping the dream. So never allow that happen. Remain faithful to God when your dream is fulfilled. Now, I'm going to close this up. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to give you a couple of the thoughts before I do that. Never give up on your dream if it meets these seven conditions. Keep the dream alive. Make sure your dream lives up to God's word. The dreams must put God first. The dream must bless the kingdom of God. The dream must draw us closer to God. Don't seek the dream more than seeking God. And seven, remain faithful to God when your dream is fulfilled. Remember, God wants to bless us and he wants to prosper us. He said in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11 that he's got a plan for us and a purpose for us. He's got hope for us. He's got everything in vision to bless his people. He wants to bless us, but he doesn't want that blessing to become more important than his relationship with us. Let me show you how much God loves us. I read, or just briefly made a comment about Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. Let me read the scripture to you. It's in the New Living Translation. For I know the plan I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You see, God says, I want your dreams to come true. I want them to be fulfilled, but there are conditions on me blessing the dreams that we have. So let's stay focused on that and trust God for it. Remember, God wants to bless us. It's the devil who wants to keep us from our dream because it says in John 10.10 that the devil comes to, to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus said that he came to give life and give it more abundantly. So with that, I'm going to pray for you and ask God to bless you and that your dreams will be fulfilled. Father, thank you for the opportunity I've had today to bring this podcast to those who are listening in. And I, Father, pray especially for those, Lord, maybe who don't know you, they've not surrendered their life to you. If they're uncertain of their relationship with you, Father, and they just have not made that commitment yet, I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, that they would just pray, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I ask you to forgive me those sins. I repent of my sins. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. And Father, if they prayed that prayer, or if they just prayed that, Father, believing in their heart, Lord, you came into their life then. I thank you for it. I pray you would bless them. And I pray, Lord, after that prayer, which is the greatest blessing that we can ever have is to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I pray now that you would move upon these folks and help them to see their dreams fulfilled. As we go through this series, Lord, I need your help, Father, to point out the crucial things, the crucial points to seeing our dreams fulfilled. You've given me a lot of information and about 150 or 60 scriptures to use. I pray that you would help me to apply them at the right time for the right situation, Father, to bless those who are listening into this podcast and this whole series. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I'll be careful, Lord, now to give you praise praise and glory and honor for all that's going to take place, Father. I'm calling forth those dreams, Father God, that are not as though that they are. That's that's a promise in your word, Father, that we can call forth those things that are not and believe that they are. So I pray now that dreams will come to life in the people's lives, that they will go back and pick them up and remember them and write them down and pray about them and ask for your guidance and directions. I pray a blessing upon them, Father, a blessing, Father, they'll not even be able to contain or be able to even hold. I thank you for that now and I'll give you 
you praise for what's about to take place in the lives of those who are listening in to this series on dreams. I give you all the thanks for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope you're as excited as I am about this series on dreams. I don't think I've been any more excited about any particular topic than this one because I've thought about it for now for a year and a half and it's kind of been held off until this point. So we're going to get into it and I know God's going to bless it. So I'd like to give you more information. If you'd like to know more about the teachings that I have and the various areas of topics, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And if you'll pull up my webpage, you'll see a link there to all the podcasts that I've done. This is the 164th podcast. So if you'd like to look up some of those podcasts, I've talked about faith. I've talked about prosperity. talked about the gifts of the Spirit and the power gifts of the Spirit. We've talked about living in faith and, and that we need to have faith to see miracles take place in our life. So I believe it'll be a blessing to you and you can look up all those podcasts anytime that you'd like. In addition to that, on my webpage, you'll see a reference to a number of books that I've written. One that may be a blessing to you would be the area of finances, where it's a book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. It shows you a step-by-step approach how to become debt-free and live so that you can be a blessing not only to yourself and to your family, but also to to the kingdom of God. In addition to that, I've got books on faith, receive everything from what we call nothing. I've got a book on generosity, and it's entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? And a couple of books I've written dealing with for veterans to help them. Since I'm a Vietnam veteran, I've written on how veterans can receive help for their problems that maybe they're facing physical or emotional problems with PTSD or Agent Orange exposure. That might be a blessing to you. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So we've come to the close now of this particular podcast, and I hope it's been a blessing to you. So I'd like to close with just these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Our next episode is going to be on dreaming. I'm going to go a step-by-step approach. I believe I'm going to take step number one and expand it and see how it applies to your life and to the lives of those who are seeking dreams in their life. Keep the dream alive. We're going to talk about that and I believe God's going to bless that. So I would encourage you to let your friends or family members know that we're talking about this series and I pray that it'll be a blessing to you. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may all your dreams come to fruition. Thank you for listening in.